Hello, and welcome to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. I am Jacob Fry, your show host and humble servant. I have an unwavering belief that no matter where you are, who you are, what you have, or what the story of your past may hold, you have the ability and inner strength to design and realize your best self tomorrow, if only you will put in the effort today. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Evolve and Elevate podcast. This week, our focus is on two items, two lifestyles, really that I personally hold near and dear. Those are the topics of minimalism and financial stability. Minimalism is a lifestyle that is becoming more recognized as the days go by as an avenue for decluttering and simplifying our lives. It is based on the thought of removing the unnecessary, simplifying the required, and streamlining everything in our daily lives. A minimalist finds that in having less, they truly have more. They have more time, more money, more freedom, more happiness, and so on. In our society, especially in the hustle and bustle of American culture and the search for the, quote, American dream, unquote, it is so very easy to get swallowed and engulfed by consumerism. So much so that it takes complete control of our lives. Consuming TV, chasing that new car, buying new sneakers, new phone, and literally being placed in a metaphorical stranglehold by consumerism. I have seen this in many people throughout my life. I have seen individuals in roles that make forty-five, fifty thousand dollars a year get a loan for a thirty-five, forty-five, fifty-five thousand dollar vehicle. They inevitably set themselves up to live paycheck to paycheck and stretch every last dollar towards something they don't really need. And then, of course, if they lose their job, they lose the vehicle. It's a terrible, terrible thing the way many are unprepared to build a strong financial foundation. It can lead to years of unnecessary, unneeded, undeserved stress. So really, we should skip the headache and learn ahead of time, or at least slow down, learn what we can now, and start to move in the right direction financially. There's a powerful saying that states, Money is a great servant, but a poor master. When we get a loan, we become the servant, and the money the master. Because in reality, you don't really own the car when it's on a note. The bank does. And that is a terrible position to be in. Let's go back to minimalism. In practicing minimalism, we shed the need to have a thirty-five, dollars $50,000 car because we shed the need to feel important through appearance. A minimalist is happiest knowing that they are happy with themselves and their life without turning the heads of others as they strut by with their $600 sneakers or their $45,000 car. It's reverting back to the human, the individual, and not the material. Here's a quick example from my life and a tough lesson learned. I'm doing my best not to be a hypocrite, but I have had my fallbacks at times. A couple years ago, I brought a brand new Ram pickup truck. All black, sitting on 20s, beautiful vehicle, really slick. And I bought it because I had driven junk my entire life. And several busted, rusted $500 work trucks littered my adult youth. I had been promoted and I felt I deserved, I felt I needed something to represent my position. And that was really the wrong mentality. But of course, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So I signed my soul away. And I rode a buyer's high for about a month or so. And then it crashed. I realized I had stuck myself with the financial commitment to purchase and pay for the truck over time. And was stuck with a new... Very unwelcome $500 a month payment, and I really only use the vehicle for a work commute. Needless to say, as someone who has worked to build wealth over time, 
I knew that my utility, my money, my resources being invested in the vehicle sitting in the driveway were better spent elsewhere. Fortunately and unfortunately, last winter I had an accident in which the truck was totaled. I was blessed that I walked away, but equally blessed that my financial disgrace had been forgiven. I recognized the pain that that truck brought, and I reverted back to my minimalist at heart needs. I bought a 1996 Mazda with cash for $2,500. I put a Bluetooth radio in it, and I spray-painted it. And I am now 20 times happier with that in the driveway than I was with the 2018 Ram pickup truck. There isn't much that feels better than knowing the money in your bank account is for you and where you decide to put it rather than knowing it needs to go to your bank for a banknote on a very overpriced, expensive, unnecessary vehicle. But the moral of the story is that only you need to be happy with what you drive, where you work, what you wear, etc. You are the one captain of your metaphorical ship of life, and only you can decide what will bring you happiness. If you find yourself making a purchase, as I did, where you feel you must justify the purchase to yourself, or you are doing it because of the impression you want to make on others, think twice. If you're interested in pursuing a minimalistic lifestyle, please check out the links in the podcast description for more information. Another lifestyle that blends well with minimalism is the focus of reaching and maintaining financial stability. For the average person, reaching a level where finances are not a concern can seem like a daunting task. Fortunately, having grown up myself and started life with no assistance, no money, or assets, I can safely say that for the under-average person, it is also possible. Fortunately, reaching financial stability is a science, meaning if you follow strict rules, you will unavoidably and inevitably reach your destination. Reaching financial stability is also a marathon, not a sprint. You must be willing to play the long game and put in consistent effort. Otherwise, you may find yourself struggling after attempting to play the quick game. We see this in the stock market all the time, taking a stop loss at a point to prevent short-term loss when holding on for another month or two would have led to a long-term rebound. Let's dive into the meat and potatoes. The realm of financial growth and reaching stability is a vast one, and I am going to try and focus on three basic extreme fundamentals for this episode. They are, one, an income, two, a budget, and three, basic growth avenues. Naturally, to be financially stable, you need money coming in. For myself, this has always been an avenue with many available resources, from jobs to donating plasma to scrapping junk others throw away. There are plenty of opportunities, especially in a country as abundant as ours, to gain cash flow from, from, well, literally nothing. That being said, you will most likely need to pay your dues if you're just starting out. I worked several years myself in close to minimum wage positions, with several minimum wage positions, while growing in experience and saving. You must be willing to swim in the swamp before you can fly in the sky. After you gain some cash flow, you need to plan how to utilize each dollar to its fullest potential. Budgeting is one of the most important variables in growing wealth, at least it has been for myself. I have practiced this principle of planning expenses in advance for several years, and it has been a great boon for myself. For many years, I lived in a rusted 1970s model single-wide trailer with my daughter. Our lot rent was $800 a year, and we barely made ends meet at several points in time. 
I can still remember the pure joy when we were able to afford and buy a basic used washer-dryer set and stop our weekly visits to the laundromat. Nothing bores a young child quite like hanging out at the laundromat. But because I knew to the penny what our income was, what the cost of basic needs we needed to live comfortably was, and as well as utilizing some life hacks such as donating plasma while doing homework to maximize my productive time, as well as following the strict rules of wealth building. Budgeting, I was able to pull off maxing out my 401k, which was 18.5k at the time, while making a $41,000 a year salary. In addition, at the same year, I was able to get a commercial loan for a rental property at $35,000 with no money down to buy a home and remodel it. It was 20 to buy the home and 15000 to remodel it myself. But before getting to this point, I had done much research, much reading, much due diligence in the process of purchasing on a commercial loan, buying a home, doing the contract, etc., etc., etc. And in doing research and watching YouTube videos, I was able to successfully learn how to refinish hardwood, mortar a basement, paint, drywall, and eventually was able to turn this $35,000 investment into a $1,000 a month rent with a three-year secured lease. Honestly, a pretty lucky break for myself. The property was in an amazing school district half a block away from the school. And the family there with their children were over the moon with the deal. The moral of the story is, like Dave Ramsey says, if you live like no one else, you will eventually live like no one else, or something to that extent. I have been able to put myself through four years of college with no debt on the back end. I own several properties, have a impressive, or at least in my mind, a relatively impressive investment portfolio for my age and background. And the only current debt I have is less than 20000 on a single property. I really do try to steer clear of these stories where there's a lot of eyes and it may sound a little boastful or, or any kind of form of tooting my horn, but it is important to share here. There is simply nothing as freeing as knowing you are financially stable. Knowing that if you lost your job, you would be able to continue for months your current lifestyle without changing anything. This freedom brings a zest to your life like no other, and I desperately want to see more people have that zest. So, when it comes to budgeting, there are several simple tools and frameworks available. One tool that is extremely helpful for me is understanding where all the money is going. During one audio uh, seminar I found on YouTube from Jim Rohn, one of his suggestions was using a journal, a spending journal, a simple little notebook that you would find for a dollar or two at Walmart, and writing down everything you purchase, no matter the price, every day. You record the item bought, the price, the method of purchase, such as cash or credit, and tally up your daily purchases after a month, and this will help you realize where you could easily save some funding. Some may find they spend frivolously on fast food, another may find they spend a little too much on clothing, and another may find that they're drinking a few too many espressos each week. Once you have your expenses organized and your income stable, you can create a strict budget in regards to expenses, spending, and saving. Again, it is a science with strict rules. Let's say you have $100 income. You have a budget out with expenses at $90 and you have $10 left over. What do you do with this extra $10? 
One of my favorite rules of thumb is the 70-10-10-10 rule. Income willing, that's 70% for expenses, 10% to short-term investing, 10% to long-term investing, and 10% to charity. Naturally, your framework for budgeting will be very specific to you. Sometimes we simply can't afford to give 10% to charity early on in our wealth-building journey. I know I certainly could not have. I have dropped some information in the podcast description if you are interested in pursuing a budget. For those of you that may not be interested in paper journals, there are several apps available that will do the same as recording the expenses manually. Next, let's talk briefly on investing in both the short-term and long-term. Short-term investments are what I would consider less than a year, turnaround, and naturally long-term is everything else. Some short-term investments I have had personal success in and with are equities or stocks, and of course real estate. The stock market is more widely accessible than ever before, and if you have a smartphone, you can download any number of brokerage apps, deposit funds, and start investing the same day. Real estate short-term is typically house flipping. Find a purchase with the potential that needs some TLC. If you play your credit game well, you can usually get into this with very little money down. Again, one of my best examples is the house I mentioned earlier. I purchased it for $20,000 on a commercial loan. I got another 15000 unsecured and remodeled the house, and it was assessed six months later at $75,000. That is a quick 100% turnaround in six months. That being said, on paper, everything sounds good. To come out on top in stocks or real estate, you really need to study, learn, and research first. There is some basic material to assist with this journey in the podcast description, but again, the more research you do personally, the more information you find yourself The more you dig into this and the more you learn in regards to which investment avenue interests you the most, the better off, the more successful, the higher chance you will have of a positive return down the road. Long-term investments for the average person includes a 401k, again, rental property, and forms of secured interest such as savings or certificates of deposit. Briefly, 401ks are an excellent route for those with employment sponsorship. Generally, companies in the modern day will offer a match up to a specified percentage against the money you invest in the retirement account from your personal wages. We could talk all day about 401ks, as they are, among many other things, excellent tax shields depending on your personal financial situation. I personally have benefited several years utilizing a 401k in conjunction with a minimalist mindset and in successfully maxing out my 401k pre-tax, I have set myself up for a successful tax year each following year. Find more information on 401ks in the podcast description. We will cover these and other avenues for financial growth in depth in future episodes. If you want to have a discussion or have any questions around any of these items, feel free to reach out at my email address. If you're interested in some professional coaching in regards to building a long-term foundation towards financial stability, email me, call me. I would absolutely love nothing more than to help you reach your goals. It's time to revert back to minimalism with a who did it best segment in minimalism with Henry David Thoreau. Born in the early 1800s, Henry was a writer and a philosopher. He wrote the book Walden, which focuses on simple living in nature, or as we call it today, minimalism. A famous quote of his is, quote, 
As you simplify your life, the laws of the universe will be simpler. Solitude will not be solitude. Poverty will not be poverty, nor weakness, weakness. Henry was a relatively out-of-the-box thinker for his time, but many of his thoughts are nonetheless timeless. Check out the link to a recording of his book, Walden, in the podcast description. As per usual, let's briefly recap the episode. Overindulgence in material items can lead to unnecessary stress and anxiety. In a world of consumerism, it often seems that more is what will bring us happiness. However, as we transition into the realm of minimalism, we find out that less is indeed more. Don't overstretch yourself. Money is a great servant, but a poor master. We do not want to be the individual with a 50k salary and a $55,000 Corvette. When you live life for yourself and not for others, it is much easier to drop material attachments. Reaching financial stability is a marathon, not a sprint, and you will indeed need to pay your dues if you are starting now. If you earn an income and budget your money, you may not live like the Joneses, but you will live with peace of mind. There are several avenues available to grow your wealth. The caveat being you must do your homework and research or at least hire a professional to guide you. Wealth building is a science. You must spend less than you earn, be conscious of your lifestyle, and purposely put your money somewhere. Somewhere it will grow, somewhere you have researched, and somewhere you will feel comfortable with the risk. I hope you found some of the information shared on this episode insightful and applicable. Visit the podcast next week for a brief review of servant leadership and earning leadership capital. This is Jake, signing off. And remember, when things are looking down, you always...